Welcome to Coupony's Market Pulse Update for 11th of October. Every Monday, we provide a concise overview of the key themes driving financial markets. We're joined today by Chief Investment Officer Bernard Swords. Good morning, Bernard. It's hard to believe it's uh, we're in the final quarter of the year already. Um, so I just thought it'd probably be uh, worthwhile just have a, a look back on the third quarter and, and performance of it, and I suppose how equities performed, standout regions, and, and, and indeed sectors. You might take us through that. Yeah, sure. Good morning, everybody. Uh, yes, the third quarter was a little bit more subdued than we had in the previous uh, couple of quarters last year. Um, equities did manage a positive return, so a little bit over 1% total return in, in euro terms. Um, bond markets were, were actually flat, which wasn't too bad an outcome uh, for, for the fixed income markets in the quarter. Um, if we turn to the equities, the strongest region was actually Japan through the quarter. Um, and this was a buildup of anticipation post the election of a new prime minister. Um, <clears throat> will there be another fiscal package brought in by the new prime minister? And that's really what people are positioning for in Japan. Uh, the the weakness, the weakest area was Asia X Japan um, and a couple of factors in there. One was, and we've spoken about in the past, the, the changes by the Chinese government of regulations around particular industries and some of them being big weights within the indices. So that dragged China and a, and a few of the markets around it down. And then we had the Evergrande crisis also that uh, that emerged in September. So that sort of undermined confidence uh, right across that region. Um, sectorally, uh, it, it was a bit strange. So top performing were financials. Then we had energy as the second best performing. Financials driven by the better or higher bond yields that arrived in September. Um, energy by the spike in energy prices that we saw in September, still going on. Uh, but then at the bottom, it was also some of those sort of deep cyclical ones that you talk about. Materials and industrials were the worst performing sectors. Uh, so it was a bit, um, bit idiosyncratic and very sector specific as to uh, as to what the ranking was. But I suppose it revealed what was going on through the quarter. So uh, financial markets were behaving well in uh, July and August, and then September things started to go wrong. Um, and the factors behind that uh, September, as I mentioned, the Evergreen crisis, you had a bit of a policy logjam in the US about debt ceilings and would we get a fiscal package together. Uh, the big turn was, was the announcement of tapering. Um, it didn't come as a major surprise, but I suppose bond yields have been falling through July and August. That was probably a bit uh, silly to do that when tapering was on the way and that reversed in September. Um, and then lastly, we had the the, the, the rampant energy prices coming through uh, probably in the last couple of weeks of, of the quarter and continuing on into this one. I suppose other couple of features from the quarter. It was the first quarter where we saw GDP growth uh, being downgraded across the world. So we've had upgrades every single quarter for the last uh, six quarters. Um, and this was due to the impact of the Delta variant in the US and in Asia. So in US, Delta variant uh, crimped consumption growth. In Asia, it crimped both consumption and production growth as you had uh, random lockdowns around different countries uh, during the quarter. So that undermined, that, that brought the GDP figure uh, down. Um, that, that did not travel through into earnings. Uh, we continue to get very strong upgrades in earnings. Uh, so at the start of the quarter, we would have expected uh, our consensus forecast was for 39% earnings growth, and that moved up to 48% by the time we'd arrived at the end of the quarter. So a weaker 
uh, economic outlook, but still very high growth figures. Uh, I guess we have to bear that in mind. To use five point seven percent is a very high growth rate, um, but that didn't not travelling through in earnings yet. Uh, corporates still uh, performing very well. Thanks, Bernard. And I suppose you, you touched on this. There was a number of factors that dragged on, on on markets in Q3. What do you expect? I suppose do you expect that sentiment to continue into Q4? Or what's your outlook for Q4? Um, I, no, we expect some of those factors to be better as we travel through Q4. Uh, <clears throat> I think we've seen um, in the latter part of September um, some of the figures from the US beginning to improve again. Uh, so the Delta variant seems to be under control if we look at infections and hospitalizations. And that does seem to be traveling through, as I said last week, into some of the, 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 the more timely data series like restaurant bookings, travel, uh, mobility, etc. If we look at those statistics, uh, it does seem to be improving in the US. So where we had a concern or markets were concerned about the growth in the US in the third quarter. I think that would be largely alleviated in the fourth quarter and seeing signs of that that is indeed happening. Um, getting the same in, in Asia as well. Uh, so we've seen the PMIs go back above 50 in, in the um, Pacific Basin region. And even in China, we're beginning to see some uh, data points that are that, that are showing a month-to-month improvement. So I think the, economic, the growth background will be better in the fourth quarter. Can we just so talk about, I suppose, uh, I suppose what's taking up a lot of headlines around here is, is around the whole energy prices piece, because I suppose yeah. that's something that is providing a bit of concern for Q4, isn't it? Yeah. Like, as uh, if you think what could stop stop us in Q4, it would be that rampant energy prices do have a bigger impact on, on the economy. So it comes through in two ways. So one is the inflation impact. Um, and what does that do to bond yields? So while tapering is putting upward pressure on bond yields, uh, higher energy prices are also putting upward pressure on bond yields. And that kind of that limits what equity markets can do if bond market is going down. And the second factor is that it acts as a tax, uh, whether that be on corporates through higher costs or for consumers facing higher energy prices. Um, what we have seen uh, uh, on the plus side, certainly in Europe, is governments bringing in measures to limit that impact of higher power prices um, on, on consumers. So you would think in Europe, probably the growth impact looks like it's going to be manageable. If it happens, it'll be uh, of a manageable level. We haven't seen anything so far in, in the US uh, about any moves to do that. So it could act as, as a tax there, but savings levels are high and if we're getting back into uh, a COVID reopening, you know, earnings start mo- or uh, wages start moving up again, so it can, can probably offset a lot of that energy pressure. But uh, yeah, as I said, it's, it's probably the biggest risk out there. What we don't know is what happens to supply. In a lot of these commodity markets, whether it be copper, iron, uh, oil, whatever it is, all of a sudden supply can react to these prices. Uh, so we saw last week uh, the Russians coming out saying we can probably support deliver all the natural gas you need in Europe in the in winter. They're kind of indicating don't need to panic. Now, do we see fracking coming back in a big way in the US? And that's been kind of subdued this year due to labour shortages and probably the environmental concerns as well. Um, so that, so that, that's the thing that can always come back to undermine. But yeah, as you say, the, the biggest risk is the, that energy price. Uh, uh, biggest risk to a, to a good outcome for markets is the energy price. But I, I guess, again, we feel, you know, with the reopening, the momentum that 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 will bring back in both in terms of wages, uh, employment, activity, 
probably can handle uh, the higher uh, higher energy costs. So we think on balance, we'll end the quarter higher. But yeah, that's that's the risk, the biggest risk that we see out there. Thanks so much, Bernard. Uh, that concludes this week's episode of Market Pulse. For further news and analysis on markets, financial planning and investments, please go to goodbody.ie forward slash insights.